Greetings, folks. Carlos here. Uh, you'll notice that we had to take down and re-upload this Amphibia review. Long story short, uh, there were some things Dave and I said that uh, were not really related to either of the topics on hand, namely a review of Amphibia, nor the state of uh, Western voice actors in animation. Now, we didn't say anything wrong, but they did bring some... Uh, they brought some drama that, quite frankly, we don't want to deal with. So we removed the material in question, and, and we now present to you the review and our discussion about voice actors as is. I also did some cleaning up, and I I uh, added a nice TOC for people who want to just hear one thing or the other. Uh, I do want to say one thing, though. We're not that big, so we can't really afford to ignore when bad actors decide to say things on uh, say things in our comments that uh, are, are, are frankly untrue and, and are honestly just kind of uh, repulsive and, and and threatening right so we, uh, we 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 don't want that drama so generally if that drama comes up we'll uh, we'll remove the material in question whether or not we think we should have to I will say this though we are not being shoved down anyone's throat, so go far be it from it. So if we are saying something that you don't like, if you don't like the cut of our jib, just leave. Unsubscribe, leave. I will hold no ill will towards you. One of the beautiful things about humanity is that we don't always have to see eye to eye with it on things. In fact, I, I don't want to live in a world where everyone agrees with me uh, and likes and dislikes the same things I'd like and dislike. And we have never shied away from having people voice their disagreement and discussing things with us. I don't think we have anyway. But there is a line between disagreement and uh, disrespect. And there's a line between disrespect and repulsive and threatening posting. If you make a comment like that, we do not owe it to you or anyone to leave it up. It will be taken down. And depending on the severity of it, you'll be blocked and or you'll be reported to YouTube and whatever other social media you might have. Uh, one final note before we begin the review. Uh, a huge thank you to the couple of folks who uh, reached out to us in private, uh, giving us encouraging words, telling us not to not to let this uh, weigh upon us too much, to, you know, because... This is, uh, this is not what we do full-time. We have other stresses in life to deal with. Uh, so thank you to them. And uh, to a bunch of people who watch, who I know watch and don't really comment a lot, thanks to you for continuing to watch. And without further ado, let us get on to the review of Amphibia. Spoilers and offensive content to come. We are Carlos Nave Anime Rave. We are on international waters. It's choppy. You're probably hearing some of that in the background. Uh, we have weathered many storms. It's kind of like that Gargoyles arc where they were, like, on a raft. Do you remember that arc? Yeah. Yeah, that's us, except way less sex. Way less sex. Today, we are here to talk about Amphibia. Now, uh, we, meaning me and Dave, have watched Amphibia in its entirety. It recently finished, and uh, we have impressions. Dave! Why don't I steady the microphone here on this choppy raft boat thing, the fan boat we're on, and uh, you tell me some of your impressions. You know, Amphibia for me started a little bit shaky. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I didn't... I wasn't exactly all in yet, but Amphibia grew on me pretty quickly. 
as probably about episode three or four onward. Uh, I mean, our, our main character, Anne Buchoy, was totally out of, her, out of her element, but then, you know, climatized very well, very quickly, even among the... Degenerate frog cra- people. Crazy hijinks of the different insectoids and other things. Well, everything wanted to kill you in that amphibia. It was like she was in Australia. Yeah, but less chance of dying. Yeah, a little less chance. What really one made me want to watch the show were two things. One, I had seen the intro for it, and the whole kind of ominous nature of the photo between the three girls made me go, oh, this, this show has made in depth. And then I read that someone who used to work on Gravity Falls was involved, and they kind of wrote Anne as a bit of an extension of the character like Pacifica Northwest, because they wanted to explore a character like that, what they might be as the main character of the story. And that, as a big Pacifica fan, uh, and a fan of, like, Amity and Owl House, that really sold me on it, right? She didn't misread that and hear Anne read Sasha, not Anne. No, it was Cause, Anne. Because Sasha is way more of a Pacifica character than Anne was. Uh, no, that's not true. I disagree. I think Anne, Sasha, and Marcy, all of them, were very troubled. Like, they were, they were kids that were kind of... They kind of brought out each other's worst qualities in a way, and they were all kind of like troublemakers, they all got in shit back home, They and they all kind of justified that for the sake of their continued friendship, right? So in a way, they're kind of toxic to be around each other, even though they loved each other very much. And I think this is one of the things that really sold me on Amphibia, because we were... We had been watching Owl House at the time, yeah. but this show very quickly became something that I thought was better. And I think the reason is because the main character of the Owl House, Luz, is just kind of boring on her own. If she has other people around her, she's okay, but by herself, I don't care. Whereas Anne was not like that at all. Anne had depth. Anne had problems she was working with. Anne was a character who was believably growing. She brought out the good in all around her, but she also needed others to bring out the good in her. And uh, the other girls, Sasha and Marcy, also went through a lot of that, too. And not to mention the planters. Uh, not just Sprig, but also, like, uh, Polly and Hopadiah. Yeah, Hopadiah. They all went through amazing levels of growth as as uh, Anne's surrogate family. So Anne was able... I was a lot more interested in Anne carrying the show by herself than I was in Luce. Even if... I could have used more Sasha and Marcy episodes. I think there were a couple episodes that I didn't need to see. I don't think I needed an episode of Sprig going to some academy in Newtopia or some of the other throwaway episodes. I would have preferred another Sasha Grime adventure or another episode of when Marcy first came here, you know? Yeah. But otherwise, like... The, the girls and the planters are kind of the heart of the show, and I thought they carry the show very well. I, I didn't feel like a lot of the filler was dragged on, and a lot of the themes were surprisingly dark. Like, Marcy got stabbed. Marcy took a sword, a lightsaber through the chest. Mm-hmm. That is going to leave a wicked scar. Like, the, the shit, like, that fight between Sasha Grime and the core-controlled Marcy... Well, like, 
fucking people got slashed. Sasha's back got slashed. Grime lost his arm. Like, there's some surprisingly dark moments in this show, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, the hope won out in the end. Uh, It gave us kind of a bittersweet ending. Some of these shows are afraid to do that. We got a bittersweet ending where, you know, the portal between Earth and Amphibia is closed, as far as we know. The girls did go their separate ways, at least until ten years later, but the door is left open as to whether or not this is a one-and-done reunion or they rekindle their friendship because they've had the time apart now. Uh, Just so much good shit in Amphibia, and uh, just a ton of cool animation. Uh, There was a Symphogear moment near the end where all three girls got their powers, got to blow up a meteor. I just wish we could have seen more of the Symphogearness, you know? Like, Also, I think Anne is dead. I think the Anne who's alive is a copy. I think the original Anne died. (laughs) Well, I don't think you have to think about that. The show was very clear that... And what the Anne that you know, the god or whatever the, the the keeper was talking to, he said that she was a copy made right before Anne died. Yeah, and Anne even said something like, "Oh wow, that's going to give that, me an existential crisis." Yep. Yeah, because she's a clone. Anne's dead, but who cares? Whatever, she's still around. I like to think that uh, we got to see ten years later in uh, Amphibia as well. And I like to think that the continent that Sprig and uh, the name of Sprig's girlfriend, whose name is completely escapes me. Yeah. Um, I like to think that this lost continent they're exploring is just the other side of the continent in Hunter Hunter, the one that's surrounding the main landmass. I wouldn't. The dark continent. I wouldn't. Weird wish amphibia that. Hunter Hunter crossover. Yeah, no. Let's not do that. There's enough things trying to kill them as it is. Which show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, but if the characters from Hunter Hunter came to Amphibia, there's nothing that's going to touch them there. No, no, at least not yet. At least not until Sprig learns Nen. And then they're in trouble. Oh. I think more shows need the whole ten years later thing? Ten years is a good amount. Ten years epilogue? Yep. See, ten years doesn't put a nail in it. It's not like 50 years later. It doesn't put too much of a nail on it. We're still open, because the girls were 13. So, and and Sprig was 10. So he's 20, and they're 23. So, it's not that far. Their whole lives are still ahead of them. Yep. Uh, We don't need a sequel to the show, but if one was in the works, it could conceivably happen. Like with the same characters, there's nothing that should stand in the way. Well, and it kind of bleeds into our Owl House um, stuff that we'll do eventually. But Amphibia and Owl House might have some links there as well. Yeah, their universes might be connected. There's hints in both shows, like uh, when uh, Anne is trying to get back to Amphibia and enlisting the help of. That human scientist who has the voice of the chubby girl from Steven Universe, whose name I don't remember. She was the guy who liked Lars. When she was trying to enlist her help to get back to Amphibia, and they talked about multiple realities, one of them was very clearly the uh, like the Boiling Isles. Yeah. And then in the Owl House Season 2, uh, fucking uh, Luce's mom was tra- was reading a news article about a girl who disappeared. It was clearly Anne. Yeah. So who knows if they're... 
if it's just a nice little Easter egg, like seeing Bill Cipher and Star yep. versus Force of Evil, or if there is a link between these worlds. A link between worlds, if you will. Maybe they need a, a, a painting power-up to get between them via cracks. Now they're going to have to find a way back some way or another, but... No, I, I was quite happy with how Amphibia developed. We, they went on their whole journey after a while to try and track things down. There was the whole music box fiasco about going missing. Going back and watching a bunch of those old episodes now is actually quite um, surreal because you know that you know Sprig and, and them are, are of the family of, of the, the frog who took the music box away from from uh, um, Emperor he's, Andreas, uh, yeah, Emperor King, Andreas, King Andreas, King Andreas, and he was played by the guy who played Spawn, whose name I forget. Yep. So, and just everything that they they had in their house made more sense. The village itself, being as weird as it was, made more sense. It was just neat to go back and check out a couple of those episodes again. Afterward, it it developed so well. This show is kind of like Shira and the Princesses of Power in that almost everyone got redeemed except the main bad guy. <laughs> the main bad guy, the core, yeah. and Horde Prime and Shira are the only people who didn't get some kind of redemption in the end. Uh, and that contrast with Steven Universe where everyone got some kind of redemption except possibly Steven. <laughs> I don't think we ever did an impressions of what the final episode Steven Universe future, didn't we? We never did. Uh, well, we might we, have to one we, day. We stopped before the movie, and then the um, final season. Well, I, I I didn't stop watching it. I just don't think we ever put impressions but, up. That's what I mean. But, uh, no, Amphibia's good. Uh, I recommend watching it. It's uh, three seasons of uh, fantastic animation. They're definitely mo kind of like an Owl House. You can tell when they have the budget, the budget animation and the the okay, throw caution to the wind and spend money on this scene animation. Yeah. Usually when Anne's hair turns blue and she goes Super Saiyan blue. Another character, along with the Flip Flapper girls, who just got Super Saiyan blue much faster than Goku or Vegeta. Yeah, no, I mean, the show had a lot of heart to it, even with, well, the bad guy characters. Y you kind of felt for them a little bit in certain ways. They weren't just, ha, 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 I'm evil. Except for the core. The core is pretty irredeemable. And e even the core, when you think about how the, the core was, I mean, it was basically all of their ancestors in a central, like, mind. Now, I'm sorry, you, get, you, you grab a family line of, say, 10 or 20 generations, put them into a core that basically melds all their personalities... I don't see anybody's core going well. No, the, the, the drive them insane. The, 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 that, that entity will be crazy. And especially when you're royalty and everything else. I mean, your whole thing is going to be to, to conquer, to do evil shit just because you can. So, yeah, I bought it. The only, only thing I would have liked to have seen in the last season of Amphibia is they had obviously, for lack of a better term, raped and pillaged other planets. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen a couple of those worlds pop up 
at the end to help. I just had an idea of a spin-off they could do mm-hmm. after everything. And that's a dimension hopping Mr. X. Or yeah. Mr. X, Earth Defender from the various interdimensional horrors that await. I mean the only problem they've got is that, that their what looked like an alien powered reactor wasn't enough to open up the portal to bring Anne and family back to Amphibia. They needed, you know, Super Saiyan Blue yeah. and so as long as they get get past the power issues Dimension hopping's not so hard. Some other MacGuffin could be written to do that. Well, you were already talking hypertech. So it wouldn't be hard to just justify, okay, well, we made it better. Mm-hmm. Two years have passed, and with the intellects that they had helping Anne, the, the bot makers and everything else, with their help, they supersize their tech, and we can cross the portal. Now, granted, I mean... Let's face it, in realityville, that would be a lot more, um, we'd be a lot more secure just on a, on a biology level. Not, not to mention, you know, enemies coming through. Not something you'd go in, want to go into um, without eyes open. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See no, Doom sure. 2016. Yeah, Mr. X can handle it. I, I don't know. He, wasn't, he was thwarted by those troublesome kids too many times. Yeah, but I mean, he, uh, he still proved that when he heard the truth, he was going to do the right thing, right? Uh, plus, Mr. X is just interesting. He, he, he was funny, even though they played him off as a bit of a fool because of how easily they thwarted him so many times. I mean, he was basically a Scooby-Doo villain for a while. Yes, he came through with the tech and everything else, but he didn't really have a choice. I, I, I don't, I'm not gonna, you know, raise him up to being, you know, smart. I think he's pretty smart, but, but he was dealing with something really weird, right? He was, but again, it's like suddenly he's dealing with frog aliens. Like, I mean, uh, again, Scooby Doo villain. Sure. It just he didn't need to be unmasked. Well, he he wasn't even really a villain. He was he was doing he was a threat. He was doing what he believed this was the right thing and arguably was. Like he looked at these these creatures as potential invaders and the humans harboring them as harbor as people harboring potential alien invaders. Uh, yes, he came through in the end because he listened to them. But I understand that he why he looked at them with suspicion at first, right? It makes sense. So I wouldn't call him a villain at all. He's the, he was definitely an antagonist for Anne uh, the first half of season three for sure. But antagonists aren't always villains. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, Amphibia's great. And Amphibia was great. The ending was done awesomely. It was kind of interesting that they threw in the, the, the God-style character, who then offered her a job. We got to know how long Anne's going to live towards. I think it was 83 well, or something. 73 years. 73 more years. If it's 70, then that's 86 that she yeah. should live to. And, and, I mean, it just it's so funny how they threw in those little things and, and, and made the comment back. So, wait, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live so many more years. And, of course, she spirals down, reborn kind of thing. But, no, it, it was just a well-done show. I was worried the parents were going to um, mess things up or not be interesting when they end up back in the real world. 
That was surprising. They, they were actually great, and they were cool characters. And his parents are awesome. Yeah, yeah, they're they're great. Couple of um, characters that show up for literally like one scene, like the principal. Mm-hmm. We got to see her twice, and one was just freaking out about she only wanted an essay. She I just wanted, wanted an essay because see Anne fighting the evil <laughs> alien atop a building in a Dragon Ball scene. I've watched that episode so many times. No, it's good shit. Dude, just little funny moments. The show's funny as shit. Like, uh, Anne's parents saying they gotta take her to a distant end. Like, my teeth only hurt a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously she's been lost for months in Amphibia. Oh. Of course her teeth are fucked. No, it's good shit. Uh, of the four major Disney animated ongoing saga shows we've seen recently, Gravity Falls, Starvis, The Force of Evil, Owl House, and this... I think Amphibia is my favorite. Because it would be a dead heat between this and Owl House, but I think this this kind of blows Owl House out of the water in a lot of ways. Uh, I can't think of too much about Owl House that I like more than here, except maybe Amity and Hunter. If I was going to put them in, in, in order, I'd go Gravity Falls, Amphibia, Owl House, and then Star Wars The Force of Evil. I would do a similar thing, except I think Gravity Falls would be number three for me. Yeah, Uh, Gravity Falls is really good, but I think maybe it's a touch overrated. Because, don't get me wrong, it's really good, but it's also just kind of... I don't really think about it too much anymore. I don't have any desire to go back and rewatch even scenes from it. It's been years. But I do go back and rewatch shit from Star vs. Force of Evil. I, and I, I do go back and watch stuff from Amphibia, and even like Owl House past scenes, even though that that show's second season only just concluded. So, mm-hmm. and it's important to know, Owl House is still ongoing. There's one more season left. Yeah. And yes, we will have some season two impressions up at some point, probably sooner rather than later. There is one more thing, and this is kind of an issue with Owl House as well, and Star and Gravity Falls. Mm-hmm. I don't like that a lot of these Disney shows use, like, all-star voice casts Ah. instead of actual voice actors, Mm -hmm. because these stars, like... Don't need the work. Look, look, having Whoopi Goldberg and the guy who voices Spawn and, uh, and what's-her-face who voices Mabel, uh, like, most of these shows... Their voice work is provided by celebrities. Yep. Like uh, you have Riss as uh, Emperor Bellows and Owl House, and a lot of the, a lot of these voices are celebrities. And I much prefer in other shows like anime, like in a lot of dubbed anime, or even something like Steven Universe, where most of the voices were not like these pro actors coming in as voice actors, right? These days, one of the big problems I have with anime in general, with dubbing, is that if it's a movie being released by Disney, you're guaranteed to have your celebrity actors. Mm -hmm. Ever since they did, this was mid-2000, somewhere between 2000 and 2012, when they did Nausicaa, and they got the license for um, all of their library. Yeah. Um, at that point was when they went full celebrity. I mean, they had Patrick Stewart do one of the voices in in that movie. I will say, though, Patrick Stewart 
I'll give him a pass because he's actually an accomplished voice actor. A lot of these actors kind of aren't, and yet they're brought in to do the voice roles. But th- th- this it's li- like if you said Mark Hamill played a role. I'd yeah. be like, yeah, but he's a good voice actor. He's an established voice actor, but right? This is the problem that we've got in the voice acting industry as a whole right now, is we don't have too many voice actor guilds left. Yeah, that's a bit of a and shame. And like we've I've, like for anim- anime now for dubs. Yeah, uh-huh. we've got Crunchyroll, and we've got H Dive, and that's it. That's all that are left, because Crunchyroll bought Funimation, and H Dive is working with um, one of the other big ones, and that's it. So you've got a subset of about fifty voice actors tops. I know a lot of the DC and Cartoon Network shows use people who are actual voice actors. A lot of the multiverses franchises. So you have stuff like Kevin Conroy, Batman, mm-hmm. and George Newbern, who's a voice actor who's done Superman and Sephiroth. And like Troy Baker and uh, Tara Strong and whatnot. So yeah, there, there's some American stables for voice acting, and they also cross over into anime, like Crispin Freeman these days does a ton of western shows as well as the anime he used to do a lot of as well right so well i, I mean they're you john young bosch you, like you, you fire up an anime these days and you're almost guaranteed to hear five voice actors in pretty much everything you you watch that's a problem that is a problem yeah i may like these voice actors a lot but and i don't know their real names so <laughs> apologize for that, but the the voice actor who does um, Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Johnny Young Bosch! Is it Johnny Young Bosch? Oh, wait. No. No, I'm no, sorry. No, it's not. I'm sorry. For a minute, I thought I thought you said Ichigo for Bitch. No. <laughs> no, I, I know he's I'm dumb. I'm dumb. One. I'm dumb. Bakugo from My Hero Academia. But Bakugo, he played one of the main characters in Fairy Tale that went like 156 episodes kind of thing. But he also do, will do like minor villains here and there. Um, Midoriya. Midoriya's voice actor is fucking any, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's a character that's supposed to have a cracked voice and you know be the weakling kind of thing. He tends to be that character. The voice actor who plays uh, Madoka in Madoka Magica, the dub, She's everywhere, too. She has a role in Yuki Yuna. She has a role in Kill a Kill. She was Mako in Kill a Kill. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of insular. One of the things about Alex Hirsch, the guy who created Gravity Falls, and a big part of Owl House, that kind of, in addition to certain views he holds that I think are real douchey, one of the things that also made me think, this guy's a fucking douche, is one time he said, like in an interview, that when he was figuring out who was going to voice Mabel... He said, it has to be Kirsten Shaw, and I told Disney, if it's not Kirsten Shaw, I'm not making the show. And I thought to myself, what the fuck? So unless it's like this top-billed celebrity, who if you look in the credits of Gravity Falls, is billed above Dipper, even though Dipper is the main character, it has to be this celebrity or you're going to walk. I'm like, this culture is kind of ingrained. There's a certain entitlement to some of these Disney show producers that I think I, I see in the storytelling. Okay. And it, it kind of carried through less in a show like Amphibia and even in Star, where they seemed a little more free to not follow the formula. 
But Gravity Falls and Owl House definitely seem... I feel the hand there directing them to a certain way, a certain conclusion. Okay, but this is not a new thing. Like, I know certain um, animations have been made... Okay, anime, period. They've gone in where the person who wrote usually the light novel or the manga or whatever else before it gets an anime, they always pictured voice actor X in this role. And so when it's decided to make an anime of it, they're like, they're like, oh, by the way, if you've ever read my stuff, you know, they'll have said, like in volume one kind of thing, that when they wrote this character, they always imagined, you know, this person's voice in that role. And so... A lot of in a lot of cases, they'll push for that person to be that voice actor or whatever else. It's nothing necessarily. It's definitely not just centered on Disney stuff. It's how certain people envision, you know, how their characters look and how they sound to them. I mean, I I I, may, I, may I, not I understand that. I understand. I may that, not but... appreciate the whole. If I can't get person, if I can't get Patrick Stewart to, you know, play the dog. We're not doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, that, that is bullshit. If it if it was more of a, by the way, I'd really like this char- person to do the voice acting for this character because they just sound perfect for it. That then you're not giving the ultimatum. You're you're you know, By the way, here's a suggestion. I'd really like this. Yeah, and versus and by God, you will do this or I will have your head. And that's the thing, like. When I think of Disney shows, I definitely see that they have a certain narrative. You can tell that a lot of these CalArts animation people came from the same place mm-hmm. because some of the stories hit the same kind of beat. Beat. Yeah. And the shows that deviate from that, like a lot of the Cartoon Network stuff, and even something like like the Netflix show, like Shira, they kind of deviate a bit from that, and that's shit that I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But... I guess what I'm trying to say is Amphibia felt mostly devoid of that, to bring it back to Amphibia, but it still had the trap of a lot of these voice... I felt like I should have been hearing a broader diversity of real voice actors Mm -hmm. instead of just these celebrity stunt casts. Part of the problem there also comes down to is, is certain companies are friendly with certain guilds. And yeah, you're I not mean, wrong there. I mean, especially when you have Disney involved. Just think about how many um, members of the Voice Actor Guild have gone uncredited on video game work because they were scalping to work on the um, on the project. Yeah, it's a, it's a messed up state of affairs. It's a messed up state of affairs, and it shouldn't happen. Agreed. But Amphibia was still good, and you should watch it. Oh, I. Man, I'm gonna have to title this video creatively because it's it became about something else. We never promise to hold on to one topic, especially when you're dealing with companies like Disney. And because all these worlds may be interconnected and everything else, we're gonna talk about all of it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, folks, we hope you enjoyed us talking about our impressions and review of Amphibia, as well as kind of the state of uh, voice acting when it comes to Disney animation. Uh, if you like what you heard, leave us a comment on uh, this video on YouTube or go to our website, animeareave.xyz. I'm currently on the internet. And then you can hear various uh, shout-outs, and you can hear Dave ending every video with one of his signature award-winning sign-offs, such as... Tune in next time. Like that. <laughs>